Plan, protect, and preserve so you can have peace of mind. That's the motto of Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management, the hosts of Your Healthy Retirement. Joining Steve and Sean on today's show are Pat Kelly and Peter St. James. We're going to be talking a little risk tolerance. I, I don't want any risk. It's hard enough for me to save my money. I don't want to risk it, but I suppose by not risking it, I risk it. Huh. Is that possible? Well, well when you don't you, risk it, there's a, risk is a double-edged sword. Yeah. Right? Risk means that there could be big potential downsides, but with risk comes potential upsides. So the higher the upside, the bigger the downside, the higher the risk, right? If you don't introduce any risk into your assets, especially when you're young, you're going to be limiting the amount of money you can potentially make over your lifetime. And then your risk is not having enough when it's time to take it out. So if you want no risk, go get a certificate or deposit that pays 0.25%. And that's no risk, right? Well, there is risk there. there yeah, is, right? about, well, about that 0.25%. Yeah. <laughs> See, this that now you have what we call inflation risk, right? Uh-huh. So a dollar today is worth more than a dollar tomorrow, okay? Because the price of goods continue to increase. So if prices increase, let's say over the next year by 2%, and you're only getting a half a percent on your CD, you now have less spending power at the end of the year than you started with. So I may still have the same principle that I started with, but its buying power is not as much as it could have been. That's correct. Got it. That's correct. So how come you can't explain it that way, Steve? I understood that. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. You know, you always get people who do things better than you, and, you know, you become successful that way. Well, no. Right? But but I think these are questions that people ask. They are, and, you know, I don't, I don't know a lot about risk, so that's why you guys are here to well, tell us about it. Risk is one of the fundamental factors that when you're building a retirement plan and you know the retirement plans we focus on are the healthy retirement plan, we want to make sure that when you wake up in the morning and the day comes when that paycheck isn't coming in every day and you are now living on fixed income, that you are properly in the place you need to be from a risk profile and a risk standard of what you're comfortable with. And that's one of the most key components when building a retirement plan, because you may have some investments and you may build a portfolio that has one section that's less risky that you're going to rely on, say, from age 65 to 70. And you may put money into those strategies that have less risk because you want to make sure that that money's there. You may create another pot of money that you may turn on in five to eight years or 10 years. You can take on a little more risk. And then you may have another pot that you have that's going to, you're going to tap into 10 years out, 15 years out that can take on a little more risk in the sense that when it comes to risk, the question becomes, what's the recovery time if you do run into a downturn in a market? Now, everybody's biggest concerns are, well, you know, Steve, as I get closer to retirement and in retirement, the ability to recover from a downturn becomes smaller and smaller. Mm -hmm. Okay. So understanding how risk plays a role in the overall retirement plan and what your risk profile is, is a key component. So one of the things we do when you come in and sit down with us, we'll actually do a comprehensive risk profile 
and that's a starting point. And, it, and, and it's a really good starting point. And once you do that, it gives us the starting point to build the retirement plan. Now, two, three, four years down the road, we're going to do it again. Because the reality of it is, as you get older, mm-hmm. your risk, and some people want to take less and less. Some people say, hey, you know what, Steve? I don't care. I have clients who are 50s, late 50s, early 60s, and 70s, and they've had their foot on the pedal from day one. Mm -hmm. They're very aggressive. They do very well. They're comfortable with it. They don't follow the market day in and day out. Right. They look at it on a per quarter basis or even on a semi-annual or an annual. Mm -hmm. They just, they know it's time. If you're one of these people who actually has their eye on the market every minute of every day and you watch the ups and downs, why are you creating that stress on yourself? Mm -hmm. Because there's always going to be market volatility day to day, hour to hour. You're looking for returns based on time. And if you're trying to get rich quick and time the markets, you're not going to win that game. Right. And by the way, as Steve said, you can go in and sit down and talk with them. And your first step would be to go to daviswealthmgmt.com and you can find a place where you can schedule an appointment and you could sit down with either Sean or Steve and, and talk about this. Yeah, stuff. and, that, and that, that meeting, if you want to book with us, it's a 15-minute phone call. Yeah, right. And, and, and right. if you have questions on any of the topics we cover in our Healthy Retirement Show, you know you can schedule that time and it's real easy. It's on the front page. You just book 15 minutes out of our calendar and we let you do it. That meets your time frame. It's very easy. And, you know, we'll, we'll answer any questions. Hopefully we have the answers. If we don't, we'll do the research for you. Talk to Deb. She'll know. Um, <laughs> sorry. little plug for you there, Deb. Um, Sean, we've talked about this before, but when it comes to risk, I assume that there is no one-size-fits-all strategy. So if somebody's in their 20s or 30s, you don't say, okay, just, just throw caution to the wind until you're 62. I mean... It doesn't work that way. No, that's not. It's, it's there's no one size uh, fits all approach at all. You're absolutely right. Uh, it's it's really a function of when you think about market risk and and your savings going up and down. The flip side of that are your expenses, right? If you have, if your assets don't exceed your expenses by a large margin, your ability to withstand risk or downturns in your portfolio is much less than somebody that has much more assets saved uh, mm-hmm. vis-a-vis their. Uh, you know their savings. If, if you think about it this way, let's say your next month's rent is a is a thousand dollars, and you go to the casino with twelve hundred bucks, and you start gambling. How much can you afford to lose? Only two hundred dollars. In this right. in this uh, particular problem, two hundred dollars. But if you have two thousand dollars in your pocket and you got to pay the thousand dollar rent, well now you got a thousand dollars that you could theoretically afford to lose. So you have to look at both sides of the equation, and we spend a lot of time with folks looking at their expenses so we can try to understand exactly what it is they need this money to do. And we look at it two ways, right? One is uh, non-discretionary. Those are things like rent, heat taxes, Mm -hmm. things that you're going to have to spend money on every single month. And the other is what we call discretionary. That's going to dinner, going to a movie, taking a vacation. You got to make sure that you can cover that first one, your non-discretionary, your survival expenses. Yeah. And and do you want to do that with the risks that you're comfortable with? Correct. That's the key component. Mm -hmm. And everybody's different. And it's interesting when you actually do the risk profile and they... I've been doing it a very long time, and, and they'll start to answer questions, and I, and I always am amazed by it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
And especially when you do it with a husband and wife, because they're going to have two totally different risk profiles. So what you have to do is find a blended place where they're both going to be comfortable Mm -hmm. on what kind of risk they're willing to take on. And with that understanding, I think it makes it easier for them, you know, that, hey, he's much more riskier than I am, but Mm -hmm. I'm over here. And we're like, okay, we get it. So we have to find something that's blended that, that makes you both comfortable in building the retirement plan and making sure we place your assets in the pl- proper strategies that get you where you want to go, but still understanding what risk are you willing to take. Right. We're not going to make you crazy along the way. Right. We're going to make it comfortable for you. Correct. Um, Sean, I didn't really grasp your analogy with a casino. So after the show, could we go to Connecticut and, and you could show me how this works? Hey, Peter, yeah. I agree. I'm on board with that. <laughs> Road trip. Yeah, but we get to use his money because I'm willing to take a lot of risk with his. <laughs> oh, that's how that risk thing works. Oh, I yeah. Oh, yeah. Use wow. his money. Wow. So so how if, if I'm 35, how do I know what my risk is going to be when I'm 62? Well, you don't. It's evol- it evolves over time. Okay. Right? We, so that's why Steve said we do it every exactly. few years? That's exactly okay. right. Okay. So we look at how things progress over those 32 years, or maybe it's 33. Uh, we look <laughs> at how things progress, right? Because we, if, if they've done really well saving uh, and they've created a nice uh, uh, you know, chunk of change or account uh, value, um, then maybe they can be a little bit more risky because their appetite or their willingness to accept some downturns is, is a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. But if they've been really, things have been tight and are not quite where they need to be, you know, maybe you can't put that much risk on. So it, a lot of it has to do with just where they are in life, how much they've saved, how much mm-hmm. they need to spend, and then I tell a lot of people too, a lot of this is a kind of a gut visceral feeling. If you are, cannot sleep at night because of how your portfolio is invested, it's probably wrong for you. You have to understand it and you have to be able to sleep well and know that it's working for you. And it's interesting that Sean just hit on that. I've run into so many people over the years, Peter, that have their 401ks invested and they've come in and go, you know... I'm just not comfortable with where it is. And I'm like, well, why don't you make any changes to it? Well, you know, I'm busy at work. I never get the time. You know, I sit down and and a lot of times we'll sit down with people with their 401ks. We'll do a risk profile. We'll look at what their investments are and say, hey, you know, you have other options here. Mm -hmm. You know, there's targeted funds that fit more into what you're comfortable with. So there's always this lack of education on risk and what they're invested in, in my opinion. I, I, there's always a disconnect, it seems, with people in their 401ks. So make sure, don't be afraid to ask questions or don't be afraid to contact someone if you don't feel comfortable and you have that gut feeling in your stomach like, you know, I'm worried. You can do something about it and just take the time to educate yourself on where you are from a risk standpoint. So even though the word risk may not be part of most people's lexicon when it comes to saving, it's never too late to introduce it into the course of conversation. No, absolutely not. Okay. No. And remember, we, we hit on it a little bit that your risk will change as you get older. And that risk will depend on, okay, what's your social security that comes in? Do you have a pension? What other fixed income do you have coming in? Do you have rental income that's coming in every month? What's, what's, what's that number? And you'll find that people who cover their, what I call, your everyday expenses, those are your survival expenses. Okay. They'll tend to be a little more risky 
because the money that they're investing is not as they don't have as much demand on it to meet their everyday needs. It's going to be a future need. And the future needs will be on obviously come with inflation mm-hmm. and uh, other things that are associated health care costs are going to go up. And so you're going to need to increase your income. And then what you do is you can tune that portion that's more risky down when you need to create income from it, or you can keep it up. It'll depend on the person and what they're comfortable with. So, so risk tolerance is portfolio specific, not age specific. It, so actually, not because, oh, I hit 70, so now I want to get conservative on everything. No, it doesn't would, work that way. No, it doesn't. Okay. I would actually say it's not even portfolio. Well, I would call it personal driven. Okay, nice. Because everybody has their own feeling about this, and I, I hit on it a little bit. I have clients who, you know, they're in their mid-60s and, you know, they're 80, 90% in equities and they've always been that way and they've always, they get it. Their idea is, Steve, I want that average rate of return over a 10-year period, which someone who's in a portfolio design that has 80% equities as opposed to 40, 50, or 60% equities, their average rate of return is greater over time. That makes sense. And they, and but they understand that and they structure the whole retirement plan based on what their needs are for income and what their different strategies are for risk and their different investments. So so I understand it when you explain it, saying, hey, somebody with 80% equity is going to get a bigger return than somebody at 40. Okay, but how do you convince somebody? Uh, you know, in their gut, they understand it, but they're scared. Yeah, and, and you know, I don't think it's our job to convince anybody, okay. any, anybody of anything. What our job is really to do is to educate you on the whole process and the more we educate you, the more comfortable you will be making your own decision. We're not we're not going to tell you this is what you should do and this is how you mm-hmm. should do it because, right. you know, our job as fiduciaries is to understand what you want, educate you, and then go out and find the best strategies that are out there that help meet your needs. Right. So it really boils down to the individual. When when people come in to see you, Sean, and they they want to talk about risk or they want to talk about inflation or equities or whatever. Do you find that they're pretty well educated these days, more so than 20 years ago? Oh, definitely. There's de- there's definitely a lot more uh, knowledge about investments and, and what's going on with the markets. Um, but one of the things, which is great, but one of the things I, I encounter a lot recently, and, and keep in mind that we're just coming off, despite what happened in 2020 with the pandemic, we're coming off the longest bull run we've seen in a lifetime. It's It's just been incredible. And I get people that are coming in and about to retire, retired, and they say, I'm very comfortable with my portfolio. Look how well it's done. Yeah, it's, last 10 years, it has done wonderfully. Sure. You're absolutely right. But what's ha- what happens to this when it doesn't do well? What is the risk you have in this that if there's a downturn, if the S&P 500 declines, what's going to happen to your portfolio? And because it's been 10 years of nearly constant increases, they have forgotten that. So what we do is we what we call stress test portfolios, where we provide analogies or examples of how it performs. So I say, okay, let's look at your portfolio today. Now let's pretend 2008 happened again. What would your portfolio look like? And you need to see their eyes light up, not with excitement, but with, sure. with concern. When I say, if the market's going to decrease 48%, you're going to be down 50 um, that gives them pause. So that starts with the discussion about how do we now potentially look at reallocating or changing these investments so that you don't have those big de- potential declines. Now, and the average 
uh, recovery time is how many months? I don't know. What's was it? it's it, it varies, but you know between uh, I, twelve and eighteen months. Typically. Yeah, I think I, I think the average is fourteen to seventeen. Okay, uh, longest being twenty four. Uh, so you know they're all they're all different, and you know this whole risk thing, Peter. What you have to do is first dial in what your risk is, and then you have to be able to and willing to stick to it because right. when you get a pandemic and all of a sudden you create that large downturn, you do not want to start to make knee-jerk reactions based on emotion. you got to leave the emotion out of the game. And by dialing into what you're comfortable with with a risk standpoint will help you eliminate that emotional decision because there was a lot of people back in March of last year who you know wanted to jump and bail when it dropped, right. and they didn't. And they're back, and they're like, "Thank God, we had a normal." You know, Steve, I called you. We mm-hmm. had a normal conversation. You explained to me what was going on. There was a lot of unknowns, but we had done our plan. I had the proper income flows coming in, so I didn't need that money today. And these are the things that help reduce you making emotional decisions that are knee-jerk that could really be harmful in the long haul. So you want to understand that, and don't pay attention to short-term market fluctuation. If you do that, mm-hmm. you, you'll, you'll give yourself a, an ulcer, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and I, and you're going to, you're going to be on the wrong side of the buying and selling. When you do this, it's just human nature. You march, watch the market just crash. It's like, I got to get out. I got to sell. Like, oh, I'm holding cash. I'm safe. And then they watch the market increase and then like, oh, it's getting better. It's getting better. Let's get back in. Well, what did <laughs> you just do? You sold low when you bought high. That's how you guaranteed to lose money. Um, having that long-term strategic plan is so important. We talk about it all the time, right? Putting a plan together. Put a plan together, make sure it works for you, and stick with it. You know, I'll It's subject you, to some modifications over the years, but it should be a long-term strategic plan. I bet you there are people that made money on the ship blocking the Suez Canal. Uh, I was just reading an article. I'll tell you who's not making money, and that's the insurance company that was insuring. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm sure some people saw deliveries. A certain percentage of deliveries, you know, and then they bought accordingly. It's nice, but uh, I look at it and, and just go, that's way over my well head. I can't do that. The interesting thing, this whole risk conversation is really about creating the proper plan. And anybody listening who wants to get a free copy of our income allocation book, all you have to do is text the word income 603 to 555-888. Again, We'll send you a free copy. It's a great book on how to create those different strategies and how to create income into your plan. And it's called Income Allocation, and you'll text INCOME603 to 555-888. And it's a great book, and, you know, if you want a copy of it, just go ahead and do that. We'll send it off to you. Did you write this book? You can also request that uh, directly on our website which is daviswealthmgmt.com. You'll see a link there. You can request the book there. If you want to chat with either of us, as Steve said, there's a link there to just to book a quick 15-minute conversation with us to talk about um, you know, your concerns, your thoughts, and, and what you're trying to uh, accomplish. Now, I know one of the things we've got about uh, 60, 90 seconds left. Uh, I know one of the things you push is look down the road, look down the road. Is there ever a time in your life where you stop looking down the road? No. You don't. No. So if you're 65, if you're 60, 65, 68, 
keep looking down the road. Listen, if you're 65 or 68 right now, yep. you're looking down the road and there's a snowball coming and I hope you all see it and it's called taxes. There's no way that even if they come up with another stimulus package, what they're talking about, we're going to have to pay for it and it's not free. And that is looking down the road and doing tax planning now. That's going to be the biggest component mm-hmm. looking forward mm-hmm. is tax planning. And that tax planning will also take in what you're comfortable with from a risk standpoint. So it all ties together, Peter. There you go. DavisWealthMGMT.com is the website. You can check it out. You can get the income allocation book. It's referenced there on the website. Or you can hit income 603-555-888. Go to DavisWealthMGMT.com and say, hey, uh, Steve, Sean, you know, what you guys are talking about, could, could we continue that conversation? Yes, you can. Check it out. Again, thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, we'll Peter. Thanks, week. Pat. Thank You're you. so welcome. You've been listening to the Your Healthy Retirement Podcast with Steve Davis and Sean Toll of Davis Wealth Management. If you have any questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Call 888-333-3818 or go online to daviswealthmgmt.com. And don't forget to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and everywhere you listen to shows. Investment advisory services offered through Brookstone Capital Management, LLC, BCM, a registered investment advisor. BCM and Davis Wealth Management are independent of each other. Insurance products and services are not offered through BCM, but are offered and sold through individually licensed and appointed agents. 